0: Welcome to The Greg Hung Show, where we podcast about travel, lifestyle, and business. All right. This show is sponsored by Skillshare, where you can learn whole different courses from videography, to cooking, to yoga. Check the link below in the show notes to sign up for Skillshare. The show is also sponsored by Content Creator Academy, where you can learn to travel create and earn and i'm talking about videography podcasting traveling to different countries like thailand malaysia and bali check it out at phantom3.teachable.com today yeah so um yeah welcome to the show thank you i'm not sure what episode this is it's 30 30 something
1: 30 something okay
0: yeah so sorry i
1: said we can work with that cool that's
0: good so we're in penang in malaysia and awesome you're another canadian digital nomad I am female digital nomad so
1: i am female exactly right. <laughs> 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 i was born this way
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's, it's always great
1: to meet a uh, fellow canadians too when you're traveling and we can all apologize together and flocks yeah it's are, you, are you playing footsie yeah right yeah
0: Uh, that's me I should have worn my sandals (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, I thought we could have a chat we could chat about Penang how you got your journey started um, uh, about your business cool the female side of being a digital nomad
1: Um, how much TMI do we do Hmm? like on a scale of like zero to ten where are you on the too much information scale
0: well I'll uh I'll direct it if, if it's too much information. This is when you tell me that
1: you're going to edit me out, and that's totally okay. <laughs> that's fine. Okay.
0: I, I mean, you can you can swear if you need to. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, we met at this cat co-workspace.
1: Yeah, and we're in the meeting room right now, which it's my first time in here,
0: and I hope it gets a bit colder, but it's pretty cool so far. Yeah, well, actually, both ACs are on. Um and thank Laura I got loud mics because before I would actually shut off uh, the AC so oh, we don't get man. the background noise.
1: Then wouldn't the sweat interfere with the equipment?
0: It's a balance.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, what do you think about the cat Catco workspace? This is the only co workspace space right now in yeah. Penang. Uh,
2: I think it's
1: pretty cool. I, I really like the architecture. I mean, the ceilings are super crazy tall and I just have major thing for ceilings yeah it's really random um i mean it, it's a really gorgeous space i've met some really cool people here already i've been here for a few days yeah um it's also a lot busier so i was actually this is my second time in penang okay i was in penang in december for almost a month okay and i only came to cat once and it was totally empty yeah so picture that super big co-working space yeah but with three people in <clears throat> and it was, like, really off-putting. <laughs> it yeah. was just super uncomfortable. Um, so I, I didn't go. I just went the one day. And then um, this time I'm back in Penang. I have a bunch of friends here that I just wanted to come see. Uh-huh. And wanted to come, you know, eat through all the delicious Indian food again. Yeah. So I came back to Kat, and it's totally different now. Like There's so many people. It seems like there's a lot more going on. So yeah. So it's pretty cool.
0: But even even when I first met you, you told me that uh, this, this place is so quiet and people are anti-social. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you still get that vibe?
1: I mean, so if we're going to the social kind of side of it, I almost feel like it's up to you to make the social vibe that you want. I yeah. feel like showing up somewhere and being like, oh, this isn't, you know, like people aren't really talking. If that's the case, then you go talk to people. Yeah, you got- so. I mean, that's kind of what I've been doing. I've just been cornering random people in the
0: kitchen. Oh, starting that conversations sounds, sounds like a stalker. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the Wi Fi password? <laughs> do you know the.
1: Basically, yeah. Um, but I've met some cool people here already. Um, but it, it definitely, I mean, I think it has to do with the space, though, to be honest. Because it, it's such a big space. I mean, maybe in the video feed, we can show it at some point. Yeah, I got, but... I got a video
0: on, uh, on the tour of the space, actually. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I'll link to it in the show notes. Plug my own video. <laughs> <laughs> can
1: you do that or are you allowed?
0: Yeah, of course. Okay. It's my show.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> do what I won't. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that that has something to do with it, because conversations just travel. And mm. you go into the room, and there's kind of like a big kind of void space. Yeah, but having said that again, I mean, no, it doesn't have that social vibe. But like, we've met. Yeah, I mean, I've met other people here. Like, I've been. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Doing okay. Um, I think um, uh, like taking initiative or um, I it's I think digital nomads sometimes hide behind their laptops, mm. relying on because you have things like Tinder and Facebook where you can uh removes that uh that pr- pressure or first step you need to take if it's like in person right right that's um, interesting but but actually we we did chat in the Penang digital nomads group first
1: um I guess technically we did
0: yeah but then when I didn't recognize you exactly yeah.
1: so we had a conversation outside
0: that yeah so uh <laughs> yeah so I actually uh, borrowed your uh cable to charge my phone mm-hmm. uh so that was I was actually talking with a guy named Colin Ship, an American from Bali and okay. we were talking about meeting nice. people and like the opener there would be like, hey do you work at Dojo? It's it's like the only co-work space in Canggu so yeah, I'd be like. Um... I, I like
1: Dojo, Dojo is cool.
0: Yeah, you work from there?
1: I did. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so that's... Is that, that's the Canggu opener? Is... Do you work at Dojo? Yeah, like if you
0: don't know people and you're traveling there solo yeah. and uh, you're at a restaurant or something and you right. want to strike up a conversation, it'll be like, hey, are you from Dojo? Are you from, or <laughs> are you, um, <laughs> you from Canada? <laughs> no, what do you do? Right. And then we're, we're, we're talking about like how you can you can string off of that in different directions. And cool. so it's yeah, not so awkward. Sure. Uh, Yeah, but uh, yeah. So why don't we kind of rewind, and um, do you mind sharing like how how your journey to Penang and being a digital nomad began? Sure.
1: I I mean, I think it would start a few years ago. Even though my journey has been kind of short compared to other people, like you said, you've been traveling for four years.
0: Yeah, over four years. So I'm a veteran. (laughs) Um,
1: So I I started on basically September. But I feel like my journey started before that because that's when I really established kind of my career. I was working for a startup mm-hmm. and then it got pretty big and I was fortunate enough to have started when I was small. So then, you know, I grew with the startup. Yeah. Um, I was doing SEO content marketing. So I kind of got to a point there where I felt like there wasn't too much more for me to do or to grow into. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start my own
3: thing. Okay. So
1: I knew that I was kind of sick of corporate life, even though as a startup, it was not corporate. Yeah. Like,
0: you have the um, ping pong tables and the video games. Seriously. All it was, that stuff.
1: It was, you know exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I wanted to change. I wanted to branch off and do something of my own. I went to San Francisco. Yeah and i just been visiting a friend in San Francisco. Yeah. And while I was there, I was checking out some of their co-working spaces mm-hmm. and talking to some people who worked there. And I remember being on the airplane, getting ready to go back to Toronto. Yeah. And I was there with my friend <clears throat> and we're just both looking at each other and we did not want to leave. Like we were miserable as all hell. We're sitting on this plane, like there's a child sitting next to us crying and like we were almost crying with that child. So been three crying.
0: Yeah, going back going to back Toronto to, life.
1: Well, I lived in London, Ontario. Okay. So that is a few hours away from Toronto, but I grew up in Toronto.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, I went to Western and mm-hmm. then I stayed at Western after I graduated because I got a job. Okay. Yeah. So then San Francisco, I'm on the airplane. I'm like, you know, just frazzled, don't want to go back. And that was just, it just hit me all of a sudden where I was like, you know what? I don't have to go back. Yeah. Like, I can just get onto a plane and travel wherever I want. And, mm-hmm. My work is so remote, not the job I had then, but my work has the potential to be super remote. Okay. Um, and around that time, too, I'd started a nonprofit company. Um, I was doing e commerce with elephant products. Yeah. So, kind of, I mean, t shirts with elephants on them, little mugs, knickknacks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can show your laptop logo since you got the video.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with elephants. Mm. So, from there too, I mean, I wanted to spend more time on that project. Yeah. Wanted to float off, jet off to wherever I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the moment that, that happened, and that was almost exactly one year to this day.
0: Okay, so you already had a, you already had a, an income from your digital marketing, or did you just uh, book that one-way ticket and, and figure that you would figure it out while you're abroad? <laughs>
1: A little bit of both. So, Mm -hmm. I didn't have a steady income that I could live on. I had a decent amount of savings. Especially in Chiang Mai years, I had several years worth of savings. Yeah. um, Where I could live somewhere super cheap. Yeah. But also, I mean, the way I was raised and like my parents, they were immigrants. Yeah. They're very much okay, you have a job. Yeah. Don't leave
0: that job. Yeah, they they probably sacrificed a lot to bring you to Canada.
2: God,
1: (laughs) Like they worked so hard. I mean, I, yeah. So even when I told them it was funny when I told them about my plan because they were initially really excited, Mm -hmm. like for the first 15 minutes, like, we're so excited, you're going to go traveling. And then I went out Mm and just hang out with my friends, I came back and they're like, okay so our initial reaction (laughs) might have been a little bit over the top and then they started going on with all the worries all the worries all the worries yeah how can you quit your steady job why don't you just do this for a month see if it
2: works Mm -hmm. go on a leave yeah
1: um are you going to be
3: safe and i think
1: that's what it is it's those are the fears that hold people back from doing things like that yeah but and at that time, like I knew in my gut mm-hmm. that this was the right path. That there are a ton of people who were doing this, and that mm-hmm. no, I didn't have an established freelance career, but I had skills. Yeah. And I mean, even now, like it's, it's. I run a nonprofit website. Like I'm not making bank on this at all. Yeah. Um, but you know, I had contacts that I could reach out to. Yeah. Um. Further on, I started developing my Upwork profile so we can get into that later. Sure. Um, so I'm a top rated freelancer now. Oh, OK.
0: I'm that happened a week ago. Nice. Congrats. Uh, thank you. I, I think I've got zero, um, zero <laughs> traction on Upwork. I actually use it to, to hire uh, yeah. freelancers. But when you switch, switch over to a free from a, a, a hire to a freelancer, like I've got no, no credibility yeah. um, on that platform.
1: I, it has a really bad reputation, but uh, I didn't approach it like I wasn't kind of bottom feeding. I wasn't setting my rate to mm-hmm. you know five dollars an hour and trying to compete that way. It's like I had so much experience. Yeah, I could just bring that experience, command a higher rate, mm-hmm. and once I got one or two clients, it literally has snowballed. Okay. Um, people find yeah, it's it's crazy. So.
0: So for people who are listening, Upwork is the platform that merged. Uh, I think what Edesk, Elance, Elance or, or Odesk, E-la <laughs> it's a combo, yeah, the two most popular platforms to hire freelancers, and so they merged into Upwork, and now it's a popular place to find people to do anything from content writing, video editing, SEO, all those types of uh, um, uh, remote work. Uh, sorry. So, so what was your first trip, uh, from, from London, Ontario?
1: <laughs> it was Toronto to Bangkok. So okay. I quit my job. Um, I sold kind of my stuff. I went through that process. Yeah.
0: The selling everything.
1: It, it was it was actually so much more work than I thought it would be too. Yeah. Like I left it so to the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just some diet, like I had a dinosaur MacBook Pro that was sitting around. And this thing, you can kill someone with it. Like if you whack someone on oh, it. The big,
0: big chunky one. It was,
1: it was fat. Like yeah. it, was, it needed to go on a diet. Um, so I, I managed to actually get almost 500 bucks from that. But it took me a month to find a seller. Okay. So it, it was actually a really long process. Mm-hmm. But I was able to get at least, I don't know, a few thousand Canadian dollars out of my stuff and I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. Um, I sold my car. Wow. My baby, my horrible 2005 Toyota Echo that was not very attractive, but it was my first car and I loved it immensely. And yeah, one way ticket, Toronto to Bangkok.
0: That's pretty hardcore, but it's I'm surprised like how Common, like you, you bump into digital nomads in Asia that have gone through that. Like it, I've done it myself as well, like sold everything on Craigslist yeah. from my golf shoes Is to my car. Craigslist
3: big in Vancouver? Very big. Like you okay. can post
0: something there. Like I posted my snowboard and then someone was uh, at my, my apartment doorstep two hours later. <laughs> um, but uh, like for you, was it like a, like I'm you, you needed to, you wanted to get some cash before your trip or is it like space or you just wanted to go through a purge and, and minimize and
1: it was, can I say all of those things? Mm-hmm. Because, so I travel with a 35 liter backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's carry on size. Is that the one? No, <laughs> no, this is definitely not the one. Um, this is my super beat up laptop bag. Okay. So I have an Osprey, I think it's a kite, 35 liter. Okay. Um, it's top loading though, and I would not recommend type lo- top loading for the nomads <laughs> out there. Get one that's a side loading because I have regrets. <laughs> but um, I don't know what that noise is.
0: Mine uh, is, I think mine's a top loader. You mean like you could zip it off on the top?
1: <clears throat> yeah, but I think I can see a side on yours. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's for the laptop. It's um, Saroy, actually. Um, quickly bring it here since we're talking about backpacks—a very important topic. That's oh, really
1: nice. has
0: Got it in Singapore. And is this—is this all your stuff? No, I actually got a, a, a drone backpack and yeah, and a and a carry-on suitcase. But yeah, this is what I meant by carry-on here. Yeah, because I got camera gear, so...
1: Yeah, so this is top-loading like mine is, in the sense that it's more of a camping bag, though, I think. Because when I first started, I didn't know anything about backpacks at all. I'd never had to buy a backpack before. And I mean, I just talked to random people. Like, people would come to me with recommendations. Mm -hmm. I I poured through all as many forums that I could find, but ultimately, I'd never had a nice travel backpack. Yeah. So I didn't realize the importance of having it, like you can open it on the side from like a suitcase as well. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, I, I graduated to packing cubes that
3: I now use in the top loader because mm-hmm. before I was just jamming
0: all my clothes in this top loading thing. And oh, you got I'm your in clothes in there too. I got, That's all I have. Your life is in your backpack. Seriously. Okay.
1: Yeah. And my podcast equipment, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's not like men in black fancy mm-hmm. um, and I mean my laptop this is just my tiny carry on but I have everything in there that's that's all I got so I can technically unless AirAsia weighs my
0: yeah they're pretty good about that this this thing probably weighs like almost 12 or 13 kilograms (laughs) yeah
1: mine's mine's, I think 10 kilograms I also strap on a yoga mat to the side okay um maybe we can get into that later about fitness on the road because that's a super important topic for me yes um but I also strap on a yoga mat to the side of my bag and that adds a few pounds Okay. So all in all, I think mine's ten and a half kilos. Okay. From the last weight. And that includes all my clothes, shoes. Yeah. So wow. I was really into minimal I'm still into minimalism. Mm-hmm. Um just because of the way my mind works when I'm minimalist, less yeah. things are on my mind. Yeah. And I already struggle with having a lot of things on my mind all the time. Yeah. So Me too. Yeah. So purging, you know, really realizing that okay, do I, do I need an entire room to just be devoted to clothes? Mm-hmm. Which is what I had in, in Ontario. I had a clothing
3: room. Yeah.
1: Do I need that many clothes? Do I need six backpacks worth of clothes? The answer is no. Mm. Or sorry, six
0: Carry garbage on. bags worth of clothes. Oh, garbage? So, yeah, because okay. I
1: ended up putting them in garbage bags and donating them mm. after my friends went through them, because that's what clothes do. We do this like, clothing swap thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool, cool. Um,
1: they really loved me for that
0: so I just got major points nice yeah, that was, yeah. so how, how did you pick Bangkok uh, did you do research go blogs or go into YouTube like was there someone that inspired you
1: it was either going to be Bangkok or Chiang Mai
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: I mean yeah like I had done a lot of research on the digital nomad scene but I can't say that there was one person or one blog mm-hmm. or one Website mm-hmm. that super inspired me to do it. I just done a lot of research. I'm very research oriented. Okay. Um, and yeah, I was either gonna be Bangkok or Chiang Mai, mm-hmm. and decided to go with Bangkok. Okay. Um, for the first time, but at that time too, so I didn't make the transition alone either. Okay. So. Um, at the time, I was dating another digital nomad. Well, we were both going to be digital nomads. Okay. So we were both from London. Okay. And then kind of decided to make, like, we went through this transition together. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So that was pretty exciting.
0: It's, yeah. So do you think you, you wouldn't have started this journey if you had uh, had to do it alone?
1: I would have, but I think it would have taken me longer.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Like, I think that if I had started alone, I would probably have established my freelance career a little bit more before leaving. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was the two of us, so it was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, everything worked out perfectly. Like, I, I'm happy that I did it like I did it because everything turned out well anyway. Okay. So, I wish I did it earlier, to be honest. Yeah. And I've super taken that lesson on for the rest of my life now, like when I, I get feelings about places and when I'm like, okay, I need to go somewhere. Yeah. I just do whatever I can to make it happen when I feel that. And so that's kind of how I ended up in Japan. It's a super random place for me to go. I okay.
0: Feel like. So did you stay in Bangkok um, yeah. a while or this was just a stopover?
1: I went on a three month travel binge. Okay. That's the best way. That three months as a digital nomad mm-hmm. making every single mistake that anybody could possibly make as a digital nomad and like suffering the consequences entirely. yeah luckily again remember I had at least three years worth of Chiang Mai savings so mm. I didn't have to go into you know a roach motel or anything like that yeah I have however slept with a cockroach
2: before oh, shit.
1: Um, but that's what happens when you're in a Bali villa sometimes they just show up to say hi
0: um yeah i i recommend like after four years i i've sort of uh practiced slow travel yeah Um, but yeah so i did almost eight months in chiang mai last year but this year is more more nomadic i actually went through a a re a repurge because i collected things in Mm -hmm. chiang Mai, and then doing a month in each location but it's starting to wear on me even even now but like Like some people, I just see them, like, you know, they're just traveling every week and it's very disruptive, like, especially if you're trying to, yeah, build a business. Yeah. Um,
1: It was also crazy exciting though. Yeah. I mean, landing so Bangkok was the first Asian city i would ever been to. And it was so overwhelming and so amazing. Mm. And now I I don't know that I'm ever going to feel that same overwhelm ever again
0: you've been overwhelmed
1: but like i I was i was so bangkok is a little bit overwhelming when you first get there yeah
0: yeah um
1: but i mean to your point of traveling slow that all the long-term nomads that i've talked
0: to that
1: is what they say like one to three months on the very very minimum of how long to stay in one location
0: yeah and it's better for um yeah like you can you can start to build like a regular life like at the the one month fitness memberships exactly build a like something i realized this year traveling every month is i have to rebuild my social network and yeah maybe because i'm a little bit older i'm getting don't have the energy to do that as much so (laughs) he's
1: really like annoyed by all the youngins. is that what you're trying
0: to say no, I mean, when I, <laughs> when I started this journey, I was like, hey, yeah, I want to meet people. I'm going to meetups and yeah. Facebook groups and network events. But yeah, it, it's it's nice to build something that you can, yeah. you know, uh, like a foundation. But that's part of this lifestyle, right? It's uh, something that nomads don't often speak about. But if you're going to Chiang Mai, like it's so easy to meet people, but right. harder to meet a group of long-term friends that are that are digital nomads so right Um, yeah that starts to get annoying after a while like if you're there for six months and like people are just passing through they're just like when are you leaving next week like
1: I know what conversation you're talking about you're talking about the backpacker conversation of I think there's three or four of them it's where have you been where are you going how long are you staying for? Yeah, what do you what What's
3: do? What's you your do? favorite place? Yeah. I refuse to have those
1: conversations anymore. I literally do not have them. I refuse to start a conversation with that. And if somebody starts talking about that, I will start talking about a total tangent mm-hmm. and try to have a conversation with them about anything else because I'm, the first three months, I was like, yeah, I can totally have this conversation. Yeah. You know, like, but after a while, like, it's really, it gets tiresome yeah I mean after after this long of Mm -hmm. having done it yourself yeah do you find that you're able to get into a routine pretty easily when you go to somewhere new do you have a formula now
0: yeah Uh, and I'm yeah like uh, for Penang when I first got here um like lifestyle lifestyle designing I like to choose you know that that uh those main spaces so the full probably the most time there space number two co-work space mm-hmm. probably gonna be spending almost more time or equal amount of time at the apartment mm-hmm. and then there's that third space and mm-hmm. we're talking about health so right. you know after a while like if you stay a week or longer it's you know you cover your basic needs right. shelter as well as yes <laughs> you've got your co-work space your yeah. wi-fi your connectivity Maybe you know, and then you're like, okay, I need to find friends. I need to keep fit, right? right.
1: Yeah, and I need to. Well, for me, I have to eat healthy. Because yes. if I don't eat healthy, I like, everything else in my life will start to fall apart.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a, also a strong believer in that. If you've uh, read my top lessons learned, um, I
2: have read your top
0: lessons. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that nomads um they sacrifice like uh too much street food. You know.
1: Dessert after lunch, and then dessert
0: after dinner, and <laughs> yeah. then some drinks, and then yeah, just drink. binge drinking, and <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's important to stay healthy. How how do you stay healthy when you're on the road? All right. While you're traveling.
1: So right now, I eat vegetarian. Um, and that actually, I find really helpful yeah. for St. healthy. It's not the main reason that I do it, but yeah. just in general, I find it helps you a lot because you're just not eating, if you're not eating deep fried chicken mm-hmm. with half your meals, I think that's a really big bonus <laughs> just in general. But because um, I wasn't always a vegetarian when I went on
3: my trip, so mm. I've been
0: carnivorous Okay. For omnivorous I can go
1: with carnivorous I just like the way that sounds better yeah um, so
0: does that mean you eat all types of meats all
1: types of meat yeah like I just went through phases like that but I find it's just easier to eat healthier here in Asia at least mm. um, eating vegetarian so what I'll do is I will not eat airplane food
3: because
1: mm-hmm. I've never had a good experience with airplane where I've been like, I'm really happy I ate that airplane food and I feel fantastic. <laughs> like airplane food, I will not touch. Um, I actually, this is kind of weird, but I have travel oatmeal.
0: Okay. So you travel with oatmeal.
1: I travel with oatmeal. I'm a really big porridge fan. Okay. Just like I, if I could
0: start a club, I would start a porridge club. Okay. So. Um, so what's your favorite porridge?
1: I can eat porridge with just plain water in it.
0: Oh, seriously.
3: That sounds gross. However, it, it is a little bit gross. However, um, if I'm somewhere, especially like Bali, what yep. I'll do is I'll go
1: to the store and I'll buy a little thing of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And then I'll buy, they have these amazing granolas that they have. Mm. Um, and I'll get granola. And then I'll mix the cinnamon and the granola and then get some fruit. Yeah. And that's the perfect, it's just a perfect snack. Mm. And it's, like it'll satisfy your sweet tooth. Um, You can eat it anywhere, it's so portable. Mm. So, you know, if I'm, especially if I'm on a travel day, if I'm wanting something really easy for breakfast, I don't feel like eating, um, you know, plain toast Mm -hmm. that's offered, then I go travel a meal. The other thing I do is try to avoid desserts too, only a few times a week. Because mm-hmm. um, it sugar. Once you start, yeah. you want more. So if I eat sugar like a sugary dessert two days in a row, yeah, days three, four, five, like you're gonna bet I'm gonna be dying for an ice cream. Mm. So I try to limit sugars and um, eat a lot of veggies. I try to avoid things that are dripping in oil that are deep fried.
0: Yeah, um, steam vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah <laughs> like so, yeah. yeah maybe I should eat those <laughs> I mean
1: <laughs> like I, it depends where you are too right like it totally depends where you are Yeah. location wise so in Japan your diet can be really different mm-hmm. than your diet is going to be in Bali or that your diet is going to be like in Malaysia and I have the hardest time in Malaysia to be
2: honest, eating healthy. Yeah. And Malaysia has one of the highest rates of
1: diabetes and obesity in Asia in general.
0: <laughs>
1: and there's a no reason for that.
0: Yeah, food's so good. Have you noticed that? <laughs> that well,
1: I mean, we're in Penang right now, and Penang is the cream of the crop of food in Malaysia. So it's an extra level. It's like Malaysian food, and then it's like Penang.
0: Mm. So
1: have you noticed that?
0: The obesity? Just that if you
1: wanted to be obese, this could be a really good place for you to do that. Like if you oh, woke up tomorrow and you're like, I feel like getting fat, like you could do that really easily.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like like places in Chiang Mai, uh, like the restaurants close early, and then like the only late night options you have are very limited. But here, like places stay open, yeah, so Some it's portions are nuts. they're a good portions. Not like Thai <laughs> portions where you have to double order yeah. or.
1: For Japanese portions, where I ordered a sandwich and they literally gonna eat half a sandwich. I was just this big. Yeah. I was like, well, and then a tiny Japanese girl walks by and you're like, okay, this is what I'm eating. <laughs> this is my sandwich.
0: So, do you have some favorite meals, uh, favorite foods in Penang? Yeah.
1: Indian food in general, I think, all over, like just across the board. Yeah. There's really few Indian dishes that I don't like.
0: Okay. So I really yeah. like Indian food. Uh, yeah, like I like masalas, the masala curry. Any masala. Roti. Uh, I have a hard time, like even though I, I, I think I eat more Indian than than the average person. I can't remember all the dishes.
1: I'm so um, bad with names in general. So I can describe it to you. There's one yeah. curry with. I think it's called the. Al-
3: Low water,
0: personally, it has chickpeas in it and mm-hmm. also regular peas. You have like an amazing naan and like go to town on that, so yeah, like, yeah. regular Friday night, yeah. Not <laughs> non non sets are the easy
1: way to do it, or uh, yes. um, yeah, we'll add roti, roti chennai ch- 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 or canai, right. um, well, yeah, either or. What's a yeah. Canadian pronunciation? Yeah,
0: samosas like like in in vancouver we just like butter chickens like the, the staple dish but you got so many other choices here yeah um
1: so that and then i also like i like basic western food Mm -hmm. and by basic western food i mean basic vegetarian western food so i'm the girl Mm -hmm. who's eating avocado toasts Okay. Um, like i i really like my big bowl salads i mean this is kind of how i ate before i came yeah and some places are a lot easier to continue eating that way than others yeah bali comes to mind yeah Spends there's lots of avocado You spend some time in ubud yeah um by some time i mean three months <laughs> and yeah you can definitely maintain any sort of kind of diet like West like the way that you ate before you can definitely maintain that Mm. Um, and i think that's important for some people and that was actually a really big concern for me because before i left um you know i would do meal prep so i was meal prepping i was making my overnight Mm. oatmeal i was cooking monday for the week yeah and i really liked that i felt amazing i was having my green smoothies i did that for a year like at least a year a year and a half yeah before traveling i was going to crossfit um yeah I felt great. So I didn't want to give that up mm-hmm. just to go traveling. I didn't want to lose that part of my life.
0: Okay. So, what do you do on, on the exercise side?
1: Okay. So, what are you doing
0: in Penang for <laughs> exercise?
1: <laughs> so, yesterday I actually checked out a gym in Penang. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but it was really big actually.
0: Whereabouts?
1: Um, downtown Georgetown.
0: Okay, not like at the mall or anything like Times Square or No.
1: Um Forget where this mall it's it's close to a mall but it's not part of a mall. Okay. Do you know you know the Love Lane, like La Bucilia, the like turn yeah. up zone? Yeah. So you walk a little bit away from that, maybe a five minute walk and it's in that area.
3: Okay. Kind of around there. Okay. So it was a little bit
0: pricey. How much? Um it's twenty five ringgits for a day pass. Okay, it's about the same so, price as the co-workspace. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, but I really wanted to go for a run. Yeah. And um,
0: yeah, so it was good. It was good. I did some like deadlifts. Just exciting. Deadlifts. Some okay. deadlifts, some yeah. squats. Got some strong legs. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I, know, I don't work on my legs that much. <laughs> I, like I got those n- old school bodybuilders <laughs> really so heavy yeah, I, I got naturally gifted calves with my, my quads. I should work.
1: I feel about my biceps. I'm like, they're already, I'm, I'm born this way. <laughs> yeah, I got
0: some some big guns. A little bit, a little bit. No,
1: no, I definitely don't. <laughs> I think I do, though. And that's all that matters. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, so that was fun. Because usually, so we talk a bit more about my workout routine. But usually what I do is everything to do with body weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I have a few YouTube channels the one that comes to mind is fitness blender mm-hmm. and they do really amazing workouts that you can do anywhere mm-hmm. so um I travel with a yoga mat yeah that I strap so it's it's not necessarily for yoga I like yoga yeah but um it, it's mainly if we do kind of boot camp exercises okay so I'll do um jumping jacks. I'm going to say I do push-ups, but anybody Mm -hmm. who hears this is going to mistake that for me doing actual push-ups. I try to do push-ups. Yeah. Um, I'll do burpees. I'll do all sorts of um, kind of Pilates work. Basically, Mm -hmm. my goal is just to tire myself out to the point where I'm covered in sweat and exhausted. Okay. Um, And a lot of those videos help me. So I've done these in hostels. Hmm. I've done them in private rooms, I've done them in Airbnbs, and I'm pretty good at sticking to three to five of these
0: a week. That'd be cool if they had a, a class here. They, there's so much space here. They,
1: yeah. Oh, like in the co-working space.
0: Yeah, this co-working space at Yeah. That
1: would actually be amazing.
0: Yeah, but uh, I think, yeah, they're, they're not really receptive to new ideas, unfortunately. But.
1: I feel that. I definitely feel that. I think there's a
0: lot more that they could be doing with this space. Oh, to yeah. nurture the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually did uh, I took half day off for the foot massage. I did a yoga class yeah. in the morning. Nice. I work out at Jatami. It's okay. I've been there. Um, yeah. the second floor, right? Uh, seventh floor. Seven. Yeah. So we're doing 189 ringgit for the month and it's really cool that it gives you these bracelets so you can do your gym work and they've got a punching bag I like that okay lots of treadmills and bikes and, and they got the classes and they're in English um, that's exciting
1: well it's Malaysia though because English is their second
0: language yeah so it's, it's nice at least you can understand the classes yeah. I did um, I joined the Harris Gym in Chiang Mai Okay. and they also give you free classes but I was Doing yoga, and I was trying to, I couldn't understand them. It was in, in Thai. It wasn't
1: in Sanskrit.
0: No, I mean, the instructor's talking in, in Thai. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then if, if I don't say something, they think I'm Thai, so then <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm listening to the whole class in Thai. But I mean, I guess we can just mimic, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. In
1: I, Japan, I tried to do a hot yoga class. Yeah, how was that? And they wouldn't let me do it. Because I didn't speak Japanese. Oh, that's... So it was actually some of the first... Like, it was like discrimination. Like, they couldn't get away with that in Canada. Yeah. That would be like a total no-go. Wow. But they they wouldn't let me do it because I didn't speak Japanese. Wow. Um, they told my Japanese friends, I had to get a friend to call for me, yeah. that um, it was for safety reasons. But... Uh, I'm sure it was for safety reasons. I don't think they purposely don't want a certain person in there. Yeah. But it was it was a little bit was like, OK,
0: interesting. Yeah, I experienced that before. Yeah, now, Thailand. Uh, yeah, th- th- uh, I mean, I told actually told the, the owner of that gym after I said, do you have English speaking classes? He's like, oh, just you get used to it after <laughs> a while. <laughs> just coffee. <laughs> yeah so i went a whole month and um yeah do classes in uh in thai (laughs) yeah
1: so do you so is that what you do like you'll find a gym and then join the gym and do your workouts there
0: sometimes i went through a period where i was just doing drop-in you know 60 baht just to uh go to some cheap university gym or or i was really being cheap i go to the track okay yeah just just uh go go for some laps uh go for a walk because there's not too many places you can do that in places like chiang mai yeah. or um i actually brought my tennis rackets with me and i you know when i did find people i could hit with I'd do that or swimming i find every place has something that's easier to um to do like like bali has a lot of swimming pools and if you're in Changgu you're the yoga. beach lots of yoga here I think the gym's actually quite affordable compared to Bangkok. Bangkok was just really? uh, yeah, the gyms are <laughs> super expensive. Interesting. Yeah. It's are like they
1: full of foregs.
0: Mm, sometimes, but I think it's considered a luxury thing. Mm. And um yeah, I did find some gyms like later on, um like Udom Suk, which is um actually near Think Society co space so that area has the cork space and then right across the road they've got a, a drop-in gym that's at a reasonable yeah. price that's sweet yeah but you can you can get some gyms they they charge you a thousand baht just for one drop-in that's like 30, 30 bucks yeah that's a lot yeah that's a lot yeah but on, on, the, on the positive Bangkok has large air-conditioned malls, so you can get some good walking exercises <laughs> so I improvise
1: spring your yoga mat and start doing boot camp workouts
0: yeah in the gym. Yeah, you could probably get away with that here.
1: I think I could, actually. I
0: yeah. still work do, do it by the bean bags. <laughs> that would
2: be hilarious. I took a nap there the other
0: day. <laughs> oh, yeah?
1: It was really nice. <laughs> yeah took, uh, it's really
0: nice. Yeah, I've taken one there, too.
1: It's really nice. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I mean, the health part, kind of moving back into that, like, the health part was super important to me. Mm-hmm. Before, and it still is now. Mm-hmm. But I found that extremely hard to juggle, especially mm-hmm. when I first started traveling. Super hard to
3: juggle,
1: mm-hmm. and um, now I call myself like a baby nomad. Yeah, and they're kind of graduated, maybe to an elementary school nomad. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting a lot better at it, and I have an idea. So you have your checklist of the things you need to find. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting better at figuring out what my checklist is yeah. and how um, I want to make sure that my life is structured in such a way that I'm able to prioritize. The things that are important to me both in life
0: and in work, my businesses, mm-hmm. and my side projects. So do you have a routine? No. No. Um, that's
1: phase two. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I am not very routine oriented.
0: Yeah, and and that's the, the great thing about being a nomad. You can choose whatever your schedule, uh, exactly. whatever you like. Right. Exactly. I mean, maybe I have little routines. So I, I do morning meditation when I wake up, hmm. almost first thing. Oh, how long? 20. 20 minutes. Yes, but I've worked up to this and I've worked
1: up to it before and then lost it and then gone back to it. Mm-hmm.
3: So it's, it's been an
1: ongoing thing for me for many years. But as a morning routine, it's within the past four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really amazing.
0: Okay. Do, um, do you use an app or yes. like? Okay. What app do you use?
1: The Calm app.
0: Calm app. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it good?
1: C-A-L-M. It's amazing. Yeah, I've tried Headspace and mm. I much prefer Calm, like by far. Mm. They have a ton of programs. They, they have guided. They have lightly guided. They have unguided.
3: Yeah. They
2: have ones that help you
1: breathe. They have sleep stories.
3: Okay. Um,
1: I mean, it's I can't recommend it enough. So I'll wake up in the morning and I'll do... The twenty-minute meditation. Yeah. And then it just yeah I mean, everything kind of goes from there because it depends on you know do I have deadlines that day? Yeah. Do I have plans to go out and see things? Mm-hmm. Um, even you know am I traveling right now with people or am I traveling more solo in a place where I don't really know people? Because mm-hmm. that'll be different. So I'm traveling with a group of people, then we might have plans together to do
3: things. Yeah
1: so i find it really hard to maintain a routine and i'm okay with that for the most part but i think i'll start to build a little bit more structure into my life moving forward
0: yeah And when i first got to chiang mai i, I you know i was i was going out, out like on a sunday until two or three in the morning wake, waking <laughs> up at 11 o'clock i'm like oh <laughs> nice sunshine oh, it's 11 o'clock my half my day is gone but <laughs> <going off>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but a- Andrew's actually he's quite a uh he's a workhorse so he, he, he likes to spend as much time as yeah like Andrew's my roommate I'm doing the roommate thing in Penang for the first time actually my first roommate really
1: yeah um, your first roommate
0: like ever yeah I've never done the roommate thing I just
1: ever like in life
0: well, I stayed with my sister and her fiance, okay. um, for a month. a month. I don't know if that counts. No. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, okay, cool. this is my first roommate. All right. That's cool. I don't think Andrew, I don't think we've discussed this.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: So he doesn't know that he's your first <laughs> uh, That he popped your roommate. <laughs> no. Um yeah so it's just like all these these uh things you deal with like you know the fridge like which is my water <laughs> is that your yogurt or yes. your your sahi beer you know yeah. we don't really have a, a system for that like you've yeah. done the roommate thing constantly yeah
1: for 10 years so i left wow. i left toronto and my house when i was 17 so yeah then from there i almost straight had roommate Except for a year and a half, I lived wow.
0: on my own. Okay, I've almost yeah, just constantly lived with at least someone. Any top roommate tips?
1: I think I'm a really bad roommate. To be totally <laughs> honest, like I don't think I'm the best roommate. like okay. I work. I'm really good with like people who are more chill. Like I'm not the super dirty person. I'm not the super clean person. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean I, I just i'm pretty easygoing, so i can live with almost anyone so yeah i mean clean your shit like if you
0: yeah, clean up dishes
1: clean up after yourself clean
0: up after yourself
1: be be a pleasant person to be around like yeah don't walk around the house with like a huge frown on your face and give your bad vibes to everyone else <laughs> Yeah. <Okay. laughs> um, don't be too loud at certain parts of the night but i mean again having said that it depends on who you live with because I've lived in situations with people who've been kind of more strict about those things than I have. Yeah. And it usually doesn't cause too much conflict because I'm pretty malleable. But um, I think for people who are maybe differently tempered than I am, mm-hmm. it could be clashes. So, I don't know, just be a good person. Is that, yeah. is that a tip? Maybe not.
0: Yeah, it's a good yeah. tip for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah i exactly. try to be considerate um like i'm just pre- pretty considerate like uh like if we're watching a movie or something yeah. or a video like we put our earphones on so yeah, you know so we're not gonna disturb each other
1: that's something that like i would never think about <laughs> 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 i just have my thing on and like if somebody asked me though to turn it down i'd be like no problem at all like i can put my headphones in yeah but it's not something i would ever think about just doing
0: yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, we try to share rides in the co space if we have nice. the same schedule. um
1: Uber's so great here, though. It's so
0: cheap. Yeah. Less Uber. Yeah. Uh-huh. uber's so awesome. Do you have uh, Uber in Toronto?
1: I've never used Uber in Toronto, but I used Uber in London.
0: Okay. That's good.
1: I, I'm going to rephrase this I've never used Uber in Toronto while sober.
3: Okay. So I cannot speak to the merits of Toronto Uber. Okay. So it's not
1: in a headspace to be able to give an accurate review. But yeah. Uber in London was decent, it was just way more expensive.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. I used to think of uh, like I first take, started taking Ubers in Taiwan in 2013. Okay. And back then it was, it was a luxury service where they'll pick you up in a Mercedes and you'd have bottles yeah. of water or Red Bull in the back but now it's like uh you know uber x and yeah you can just get picked up and just like a regular car with ac and and That's amazing. yeah like we had a f- i think we had a free ride today yeah many many days in penang so thanks uber <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you uber. we love you <laughs>
1: uh, i just came from ho chi Minh city uh, and i literally took ubers everywhere Firstly, I thought I was going to die in Ho Chi Minh City. Like, as soon as I got there and saw the traffic, I was like, this might be the city that ends up killing me. Yeah. I just I call them death vibes. And I literally thought I might die in Ho Chi Minh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried not to walk to too many places and I just Ubered everywhere. And it yeah. was such a cool experience. And I even took some Uber Blacks there. Ooh. Because I, it's like four ring. It's like maybe two Canadian dollars more expensive. Yeah. But sometimes, um, you know, somewhere that's cheap, like Southeast Asia, yeah. if you take an Uber Black, um, if the regular Uber is surging, yeah. the Uber Black might be actually even the same price. Okay. Or if there's a lot of demand for the Uber Xs, the Uber Black might be just come really quickly. Mm. So when it's such a small difference with cost, yeah. it's
3: yeah
0: not even a big
1: deal at all. Like I'm
0: happy to pay a dollar to get from one side yeah. to another, like I'm happy to pay two dollars for that. Yeah, I noticed uh, Hanoi had the Uber motorbike taxi, did you try that?
1: I haven't tried it, they had them in Ho Chi Minh too, but I had a friend in Ho Chi Minh who only used them.
0: Mm. Yeah. I used them in Bangkok because um, my, my apartment, it was 10 minutes from, from the BTS, the train system. Okay and and then you, you know I was thinking oh okay great I I'll just take a 10-minute walk uh to the metro but the reality is it's way too hot to walk during the daytime and like carrying my big backpack with my laptop started to wear That's on bad. me yeah <laughs> on my back and so the motorbike taxis are actually quite practical it's like 10 bucks yeah um, just they, on the back yeah it's it's a little bit of a um a scary ride if you, you like When you first take it, you feel like you know, you know, you're gonna get in an accident for sure. But you get over it and then you learn if you got a lot of weight, just lean forward.
1: So I was gonna say, how much contact is there between you and the sweaty man? (laughs) Like is this full contact? Is this a few inches? Are you hugging each other? Is this a first date? Like what's the problem there? (laughs) Um
0: there is there is a little gap. So I, you know, I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not, yeah, we're not making contact down there.
1: You're not making, down, well, so. <laughs> <laughs> not in general, like, do you, like, massage him, like, do you hold on to
0: They like- hold the handles at the back of the motorbike, um, oh, but the girls will, you know, if they're wearing a dress, it's kind of like, a, like girls like to do that. They like to sit on the side. Have you seen that? I have. They sit on the side I and they, and they really cross their legs. Off. Yeah, but it, it looks stylish, right? It looks cool. Um, so girls do that. Hey girls. They're, they're like checking their phones while they're crossing their legs the back of this bike. And I'm like...
1: <laughs> they're going to die. That's how you die. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is Canada th- thinking, but they I, I guess they've been doing it all their lives.
1: So. I get nervous when I see the babies. seen you've seen the whole family
0: yeah yeah
1: that makes me really nervous when I see a tiny infant toddler because I've been in a motorbike accident
3: and oh you have
1: my motorbike accident is so tame compared to like I I fell four feet into a rice field
0: oh you did the Bali accident too
1: yeah Yeah. four feet into a rice field yeah me too yeah I think it's a rite of passage but you've seen the road warriors where they're just covered in scabs right hmm
0: not too many, but I've heard about the Bali, the Bali burn. The
1: Bali burn. I have seen at least five to ten people who have had major wounds from motorbikes. And in KL, I met a girl who was an emergency room resident.
3: Mm-hmm. She was resident, residence. And she's doing
1: her residency at least partially in Bali. Yeah. She told me that 90% of the people that she sees there
0: are motorbike accidents. Wow. Yeah so did you um did you get travel insurance before you came and did you have a motorbike license
1: um so i do have travel insurance okay um if you're gonna ask me who it's with that's a really good
0: question yeah actually i would i am curious my first year i did bcaa Um, that's like our local okay automotive um like we we use car insurance but they also do travel insurance but that was that was only for the first year yeah so now I'm actually not sure but <laughs> oh, you're not insured? yeah but if I go to like a place like South Africa where like there's high risk of theft I'll, I'll do yeah. like a, a world nomads okay. um, uh, insurance just for like that trip
1: yeah I've heard a
0: lot about them South Africa no about world nomads yeah they other I think the only company that as a Canadian you can insure yourself while you're ready on your trip so is incorrect <laughs> okay so yeah if you find it please let me know and I'll put it in the show I mean, notes I can definitely pull
1: it up right now but um essentially I I'd gotten I didn't I hadn't planned my trip at all so when I left I mean I had the one-way ticket to Bangkok yeah but none of the locations were planned in the slightest mm-hmm. so it was just kind of okay when does the visa expire where to go next yeah so um only bought three months worth of travel insurance, mm-hmm. and then I let it expire. Yeah, and then for a few months I didn't have insurance. Yeah, and then I was going to be traveling to some new places, um, and I, and I was oh no because I was going to Japan, and the healthcare costs in Japan compared to Southeast Asia yeah are crazy. Like I don't mind paying fifty bucks in Malaysia mm-hmm. if I need. It's not going to cost you more than that.
3: 50
0: ringgit or? F-
1: no, $50. $50.
0: Canadian but, or yeah. US? I, I'm speaking in Canadian dollars. I can okay. switch
1: currencies to US.
0: Yeah, Is it's that probably that, more US listeners. So. All
1: right, all right, guys. I'll stop saying a boot and switch to US dollars. <laughs> um, so, for about 35 US dollars max, you can get um, like a checkup if you need antibiotics. Like, I know people have had food poisoning and have had to get and I want to explore it and it hasn't costed them more than 20 to 30 US dollars for everything mm. and an emergency route trip but in Japan where I was traveling to that would be not US healthcare yeah. prices but super crazy expensive so then I contacted my insurance company and they're like yep no problem we'll get you back on it okay insured again so
0: so it covers everything from your health to theft
1: I don't think it covers theft. I got the most basic one yeah because for me, it was about the health care that I was concerned about. Mm. Um, but so you're asking about motorbike insurances,
0: just overall insurance. That's why I like World Nomads. They cover everything from theft of your electronics right. to injury. But motorbike accidents. No, I, actually, I wasn't insured for that okay. accident. Um, yeah, it was so so silly. It was like my last day and okay. I found out about the shortcut through the rice fields in Changu oh
1: my god you went through that
0: yeah because Holy. I was I'm not sure how yeah. no, well you know your um I area I know exactly I
1: was staying uh, around the corner from that shortcut and I've heard tales of many accidents
0: in that shortcut I was I was staying in Paranon Beach yeah. and to to get to to Echo Beach where the core spaces you'd have to like ride your motorbike for 15 minutes no. and go on that dangerous main road and yeah so I was just walking on the beach but then I thought okay let me try this shortcut and the shortcut's just one little road and I was just on my very last um, bike trip what time of the day was it in the afternoon oh. and I was about to film a GoPro video with uh, this, this guy we we're going back to my villa and then on 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 the shortcut there is a guy also coming the other way yeah and then I you know I just try to give him some way and then he wasn't moving and then I lost momentum on my bike and then it just slowly fell with me on my backpack uh, into the rice, the rice field yeah so I was yeah. freaking soaked in mud and then wow. got up and then I'm like oh shit my wrist yeah. feels bad and um yeah how would you get your bike out well there was my friend behind me and the guy that you know his, whose fault was he he helped me up yeah so I was yeah That's able fun. to get back up and then yeah i, I got my x-ray in bangkok okay. um Sukhumid hospital um 1500 baht for an x-ray okay. basically to tell them that it's not broken and yeah, yeah it's actually still kind of oh, bugger maybe so it's 80 percent. i can't fully lift yeah. like you know as much on the dumbbells my right hand right yeah how about you where's was, was your uh rice field story
1: so mine was on a way to a really nice restaurant in Ubu. This mm-hmm. was like a treat meal because usually um I tried to eat pretty cheap mm-hmm. at least during that time i've maybe loosened up the pocketbooks a bit more with food because i realized i don't want to compromise on it mm-hmm. but it was a similar situation in that it was a skinny path except this path was two feet wide okay and i was on the back and i was navigating on a phone
3: so oh you're okay. I
1: was on the back navigating, mm-hmm. not sitting nicely on the side. I swear I was legitimately, you know, yeah, in hugging.
3: there.
1: Um, so I was navigating and it was just a single so one motorbike can go down this mm. path. And on either side it was just grass. Um, and then further to that there were the rice fields. Rice paddies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Rob is at the front and he's um, going down with the motorbike. He's a really good driver, so Mm I always felt pretty comfortable when he was driving. Yeah. And we stumble upon this couple who's walking their two dogs. Yeah. And the two dogs are starting to walk towards us. And we're like, oh God, like, can you move your dogs out of the way so that we don't run into it? Yeah. Um, so, and I, I still have my phone and I'm not really paying attention, kind of navigating. So the dogs start going away, but then one of the dogs comes back And Rob goes to put his foot down onto the grass. Yeah. But it was not grass. Uh, (laughs) It was growing from the side. Yeah. So he put his foot down and we just tumbled. So I'm one minute here and the next minute in a rice field, four feet down. And we're so lucky that the bike didn't land on us.
0: Oh, shit.
3: I
1: had maybe three scratches. Thought I lost my glasses, found them. Mm. Phone was okay, didn't end up in the water the bike wouldn't start for
0: a bit and it
3: started
1: again we were really shaken up
3: yeah but it could have been so much
0: worse yeah well glad glad to see you didn't get injured oh
1: yeah Yeah. just a little bit shaken but i think it's it's almost a rite of passage but i've heard so many horror stories and i i don't have a motorbike license i have an international driver's license yeah
0: me too um i got that before i yeah and that's like that's a good tip if if you um, are brave enough to ride a motorbike in, in uh, asia um that will save you from getting stopped and getting fines um, that's so the white good. one oh my god yeah i got the same one do you have the same one yeah
1: does yours have this many ears on it
0: yeah it yeah. looks almost but identical yeah yeah so do you do you drive motorbikes i have driven a motorbike yeah I in canada and by motorbike i mean scooter yeah so I,
1: yeah just, there might be some motorbike like actual motorcycle enthusiasts yeah that's
0: not what it is um so no never in canada
1: before and the first time i did it i have to lie <laughs> and say that i did it before
0: yeah well they don't like most places they don't really doesn't really matter they just want you to rent you want to rent it okay Sh- copy of your passport <laughs> pay the money and then off you go here's the keys
1: yeah but I had to get her to kind of teach me how to do it
0: <laughs> oh okay
1: so I, I I fibbed a little bit and I said that I hadn't ridden one in a few years and I didn't remember how oh. so she kind of like showed me how to use the bike she's like here's how you turn it on like here's the gas yeah like here's how you open everything and then I, I had my backpack on yeah and it was in Chengdu actually I just remember hopping on um, it was like a solo trip to Chengdu that I did. It was my first time in Bali. Yeah. And I just remember hopping onto this thing and being like, You got this. You can do this. <laughs> and she was watching me, and like, smiling and waving. I was like, Don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. <laughs> and I didn't fall. It was good. Yeah. Great. I had to go onto that scary main road, too. Yeah. To
0: get to my next destination. So. It's a lot of fun and it's practical and it's, it's cheap. But um, it's so dangerous. Yeah. Seriously. And, and the thing is like i i did that trip from changu to ubud mm-hmm. um on a
3: motorbike.
0: yeah yeah it was quite quite rough but one one tip i'll leave is if you're going to take those long road trips on a motorbike is to bring your earphones so you can mm, so you yeah, can at least yeah. hear google maps not stop and look at your phone mm-hmm. um one
1: other thing too is helmets like, how many times have you seen people not wearing helmets
0: yeah, wear a helmet yeah. and if you're going to stay in a place for a month or longer, get a proper helmet because the helmets they give you at the yeah. uh, the shops are like sweaty and dirty. Yeah. They don't have the face shield and they're probably not uh, strong enough to withstand and, an impact.
1: And they might have been in accidents already. Yeah, and, I mean, if we're remembering stuff from childhood, like remember when you needed to every time you'd hit something on your helmet? Your bicycle, you're Mm -hmm. supposed
0: to get a new helmet. Oh, right. Because
1: it compromises it in
0: some way. The integrity of the.
1: Or that's just a really good marketing tactic.
0: Yeah. Either or. It's worked on me, either or. Yeah. Um,
1: Another tip for motorbikes, too, is to wear clothing. Because if you look at any of the locals, they are not wearing strappy
3: dresses, shorts, and beaters. Yeah. And sandals. Yeah. They're wearing
1: clothing. Yeah. Because that's each layer of clothing. It's like a layer of skin of yeah. yours that will not be
0: ripped off. It'll protect you. Yeah, and yeah.
1: I do not always follow the clothing advice, but I follow the helmet
0: advice. Yeah, and if you're going out in in places like Chiang Mai or Bali, it's yeah. it's good to wear long pants, anyways, to protect you from mosquito bites. Exactly. Um, yeah. So there's some tips. Yeah. It's
2: good.
0: Yeah. Um, so you spent some time in KL and Langkawi, right? I did. Yeah. yeah um yeah. how long in KL?
1: So I just spent a month in KL. Yeah. So I spent all of April in KL.
0: Whoa it's a long um, time.
1: I also spent a good portion of December and it's January in
0: KL and mm. then I spent about a week in KL in November. Okay. So KL's a hub for me
1: actually. Mm. The airport is amazing by which I don't mean it's like the Singapore airport but it's super chill by which I mean you have amazing flights to yeah and from it's a great anywhere. travel hub so I've been to KL with like a shit ton um and I have a lot of amazing friends in KL who are like lifelong friends that I would travel to the ends of the world to see so the fact
3: that
0: they're mm.
1: in KL is amazing because it's so
0: close by nice would you recommend it as a digital nomad uh hub
1: oh man I really want to but I, yeah. I don't think I can why there's just not much going on there in terms of a digital nomad scene per mm-hmm. se um,
0: so no, not many events or digital nomads at co spaces? You
1: no, know, and I went to one meetup, like a digital nomad. So I'm part of Digital Nomads Kale Facebook group. Okay. And I think there's 200 people in it. Okay. And, you know, when you join a group and you leave, you're still in that group. Yeah. So I don't, that's not even 200 active nomads. Yeah. Um, so this meetup, I think there was maybe four or five people there. And they were super cool and I had a great time. Yeah. But that's really the scene from what I've seen so far. Yeah. I've worked out of two co-working spaces there. Oh, which um, ones? Upper case, Bangsar. Okay.
0: And The Co. Okay. Um, which is in Brickfields, I think. Okay. Bangsar, Bangsar and Brickfields are like in the same or adjacent so. areas. Yeah, they're
1: like friends.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so those are the two co-working spaces that I've sort of worked out of. Yeah. But the people who are there were mm-hmm. mainly uh, either people working for startups yeah. or uh, locals, Okay. which is totally cool. And again, met a lot of cool people, but if you're looking for a nomad scene, mm-hmm. it's not entrepreneurial startups, it's not people mm-hmm. working on their affiliate websites. You can take that however you want. That may be a good thing or a bad thing,
0: depending yeah. on
3: where people are
0: yeah you're just you're not going to have as uh as much in common you've got different priorities exactly Um, so how do you
1: yeah i don't know that i'd I'd recommend it for that reason the costs to in KL aren't that cheap
0: is it uh, a bit more expensive than Penang
1: yeah definitely Mm. it's definitely more expensive than Penang Um, for food even for coffee for most things Mm. i wouldn't
3: consider it to be a super cheap city yeah can't compare it to Singapore or to Tokyo or to Toronto or to Vancouver it's it's not on that scale but it's going to be more expensive than most places in
0: say Thailand or Vietnam okay I heard good things about the Bangs the Bangsar area is it's it kind of a really trendy clean
1: super trendy right now like hipster central
0: okay Um, all the avocado
2: toast you could ever. (laughs) Kale <laughs> kale's also filled of malls
3: though there's just a ton of malls in kale yeah and
1: um they have some really good malls in the banks area that people kind of flock to mm-hmm. i personally don't like malls so maybe that's also one of the reasons i'm not a huge fan of kale mm. it seems like it's just malls shopping kind of really commercialized
0: it's a good place to, sp- to spend time when you're not at a, a co-work space in a, in a hot city during the daytime yeah um Yeah, to occupy your time.
1: Where did you stay? Because you were in
0: KL, right? I've only gone for visits. um, But yeah, my visits, I usually stay in Phuket Bintang, (laughs) the nightlife area. Um,
1: I've I've ventured there once or twice.
0: Yeah. I like, um, they have really good Airbnb selection, I think, by the KLCC area. They do. And it's it's not too expensive. Um, But it's
1: not Chiang Mai cheap.
0: No, it's not Chiang Mai cheap, but I, I think there's very few places that are Chiang Mai cheap.
1: Or Chi Minh?
0: Maybe. Yeah, Vietnam is cheap, but it's, I think the trade-off is it's it's like an, on another level of chaos. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. But
1: yeah, so Kale. I mean, I would like to be able to recommend it more. Yeah. And I don't want to turn people off of going there. I think it'd be really cool there was more of a community there yeah um and again i'm always going back there so <laughs> i think it's great and then i want to talk about like howie mm. i was in Lake howie for
2: two weeks in
0: december okay um the internet was not great yeah are you in like howie next yeah i'm going on the weekend oh shit. for a okay. couple days yeah
1: cool. the beaches were gorgeous though it, yeah it's on the west side yeah it was
0: on the, the west side of the island okay southwest. Um, and the beaches were gorgeous It was pretty empty yeah so yeah I, yeah, I first heard about it on, on I think on a, a travel magazine on AirAsia one of these low-cost airlines and um, okay. yeah I got to Penang and, and over you know the course of a couple of weeks I kept hearing like have you been to Langkawi, Langkawi. and people I met here they're going to Langkawi yeah. and I didn't realize it was so close so cheap and
1: two ringgits for a beer Nice. Which is fifty cents American. Fifty American cents?
0: I don't know. (laughs) I (laughs) think two ringgits. XC currency someone. (laughs) Yeah, that's cheap. It's really cheap. Um, and there's a lot of it's it's a duty free island. Yeah. So there's a ton of um batteries.
1: There's a ton of like duty free stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's nine or ten ringgit for a beer here, so that's yeah five times cheaper.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cheap.
0: Yeah okay um great let's let's talk a bit you want to talk about life as a as a female digital nomad or yeah let's do it yeah so what's that like you're so you're traveling solo as a woman now and i am this is accurate yeah so you're telling me about some cat calling and like what what's it like because <laughs> I, I travel and meet so many guys and right. you know We've got our, uh, <laughs> we've we talked about different stuff. What What's it like as a as so, one? So,
1: I mean, I'll preface this by saying that I've always had a ton of guy friends. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean, I miss my girl time,
3: but I'm used to hanging out with guys. Yeah. i definitely noticed there are more male digital nomads. Oh, yeah. All, or female
1: digital nomads. Um, but I don't, I don't really mind that. But, so it depends where you are in terms of, how safe I feel and in terms of catcalling. Mm-hmm. So Penang is horrible for
3: catcalling. Mm-hmm. It's
1: atrocious. And I, I absolutely detest being catcalled.
3: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: it bothers me to my soul. And I'm usually a really chill, like, relaxed. My temper doesn't, I'm not a tempered person.
3: Yeah. But sometimes you catch
1: me in the wrong mood. And if I get catcalled, I would just snap. Yeah. So like, I I think I even told you about this like a few days ago. Yeah. I said some choice words that I think this is a PG podcast, so no, like, it's not PG. You no. Know, yeah. I just basically told Sh- them to go fuck themselves. Like, <laughs> <full-out> <laughs> just showed them the finger, and was like, and then I was that same day I was walking a little bit further out, and somebody else was just catcalling in a very uh, disgusting way. And i just told him he was rude i just walked by and i was like that's rude like stop it like i'm going to teach you some good canadian manners yeah don't yell at people down the street you don't like that that doesn't make somebody that's not a compliment
0: does this all happen in in the little india area
1: no this is all over penne
0: really yeah georgetown
1: is also really bad Um, however, I was just in Ho Chi Minh, and nobody gave a fuck about me, which is fantastic. <laughs> oh. So it really depends on where you are, I think. But uh, I'm kind of working on being more chill about it. Yeah. And it's as soon as you're with a guy, though, it doesn't happen anymore. Okay. Like the more girls you are, the worse it gets.
3: Huh.
1: So if it's two girls, it like gets bad. Yeah. Three girls, bad. Group of girls, bad solo
0: it's kind of scary it's almost
1: harassment
0: um wow so i don't really like that yeah I, I, that was really surprising i um i've spoken to my local uh friend she's chinese malaysian okay. and i asked her about it she said she doesn't experience uh any of that mm-hmm. so yeah maybe it's as you know if, if you're like foreign. obviously like foreign <laughs> westerner maybe Mm -hmm. uh white woman maybe that's quite common but first Mm -hmm. first time i've heard of it so only in malaysia
1: no it's definitely not only in malaysia um i mean (laughs) in bali but not as bad oh wow um again vietnam is totally fine thailand was okay for the most part too i don't remember having Mm -hmm. any Insane moments in Thailand. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Tokyo was totally chill. I've
1: never felt safer in my life than I have in Japan, mm. even safer than Canada. Like, I wow. was walking through parks by myself at two in the morning in oh, Tokyo, yeah. running into massive groups of guys and being like, What's up, guys? And then like, yeah. <laughs> like, Japan was the safest I've ever felt. But in general, I mean, I'm, I grew up in Parkdale in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Parkdale when Parkdale wasn't really hip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a decent amount of street smarts. So I exercise these street smarts wherever I travel to. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to walk down the street at night alone unless I'm in Japan.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, common sense.
1: Um, yeah, really common sense things. I listen to my gut. So if something tells me don't trust this person,
3: mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna listen to that and I won't
0: go along with them. I really like Uber. Yeah. Because with Uber like over taxis, because I mean you have a record of your trip. Yeah. You can see someone's face. Um, yeah. Is that trust accountability, so a higher trust factor?
1: Yeah. So I think that's a lot better for me mm. than wanting to just go into a random taxi. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of, you know, the kind of safety parts of it. But, yeah. aside from that, I'm not really alone very much at all. Mm. So, it's like, sometimes I travel with friends. Like, I was in Ho Chi Minh City with friends all yeah. the whole time. Here, I came to meet up with my friends, so I'm hanging out with my friends here, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll travel two destinations alone. So I'm going to be going to KL soon and then mm-hmm. probably New Zealand. <laughs>
0: yeah, nice.
1: So, um, I'll travel there alone, but once I get somewhere, I'm not really
0: alone. Mm. So. um So you're you're solo, you're single now, right? Yes. Do you do Tinder? I do. What's it like as okay, a Tinder girl on Tinder?
1: Favorite because i lot like fucking with people is my spare time. So if I'm bored, <laughs> if I'm bored, you might even see me in the co-working space. If I'm bored, I'll just yeah. start swipe. I mean, I swipe left a lot, but I'll just start swiping.
0: S- swiping, I- right? No,
1: I won't uh, randomly swipe right because that's a really good way to get stalked, I think. I've uh, never experienced that. Yeah, But just even looking at people's profiles going through it. I haven't met anyone on Tinder and I'm not on Tinder to actually meet people. I'm just there and have some fun with it. Uh,
3: okay.
1: <laughs> so I, I think I would meet someone on Tinder if they could hold a really hilarious conversation with me for a decent amount of time. Yeah. Um. But i just got bored enough to open this account maybe two weeks ago at the urging of
0: one of my friends okay who
1: maybe wants me to take it
0: seriously but i don't know so it's quite busy in penang from a woman's perspective being a woman in penang yes <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: but not necessarily in like
0: a good way okay so, so what are some of the the top uh first lines from oh my god <laughs> <I agree. laughs> Oh, this is so fantastic that I get to share this. Oh, shit, I only have 1% battery life. Oh, is, do you need the charger? Because <laughs> oh, it's going
1: to die soon. without don't be able to share
0: it. Oh, God's dead. it's
1: dead. Oh. Okay, let me see if I can remember it. Okay. Mm, I lost my... This is from an Aussie guy. I lost my teddy bear. Can I sleep with you tonight? Okay. To which I responded, number one, by by teddy bear, do you mean random marsupial creature? And number two, does this explain why you're now homeless? Because you no longer live in its pouch. I gave him lots of opportunities in there to be like, okay, fine. I can be funny too. My first line was really shitty. He just responded, I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'd match. So, like, That's if, a great
0: one. If, if someone says, like, something, like, I don't know what your photos are, but if you're, like, doing, they're hilarious. if you got something with the Canadian leaf and someone goes, um, like, hey, are you from Canada? Are you just automatically gonna unmatch? Am I from Canada? Would I unmatch? If someone just, just comments about something on your photo.
1: No, definitely not. I mean, like, I don't, for me, if I see that somebody's using a line, yeah. my automatic thought is they've copied and pasted this line to 10 other girls. Yeah. Like, I'm not interested in lines. I want to have funny, witty banter conversations. I want us to see if we have common interests. Um, that, that's what I'm looking for. Like someone to just talk to me. Yeah. Like a human. And I don't actually wait for guys who talk to me, I'll initiate messages. Mm-hmm. I also match with both guys and girls on Tinder. Mm. Um, so oh. I found that matching with girls is also interesting.
0: Oh, I didn't know you could do that.
1: You can, indeed.
0: So you met? Uh, have you met up with any girls on Tinder?
1: I haven't met up with anybody on Tinder. Mm. But um, I've met some girls that I would totally hang out with. Mm. So,
0: yeah. Interesting.
1: I mean, I think that... Girls will match with girls on Tinder for more reasons than, you know, wanting to hook up with girls on Tinder. I think it's also just a friendship thing. Yeah. Those girls are kind of different that way. Yeah. So, um, it's been really, it's been hilarious, honestly. It's one of my favorite pastimes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Because... uh just just hearing from um uh my roommate <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty tough to to meet people in in penang really um yeah okay yeah compared to thailand it's it's a it's a lot easier so like like from a guy's perspective um i, I guess it's a good thing that we you know we know we, um that we came together we have um you know kevin so at least we've got some people to hang out with right otherwise i think penang would be quite boring like uh, socially right like you'd have not much of a social life if you're staying here for a month i
1: don't know i think it i mean you heard my philosophy from the beginning i feel like it's what you make it that might also have something to do with my personality. I don't mind talking to random people. I can go up to someone at the cafe and strike up a conversation with them, and that doesn't faze me. Yeah. But I've learned this. I haven't always been this way. Mm. Um so right now, for instance, I'm staying at a it's it's a hostel. Yeah. But it's one of the hostels that have like a capsule in it.
3: So okay. You have like
1: your own capsule kind of room. Okay. Before that, I was staying at a hotel thing that was really cool it was half gold museum half crossfit gym half live music kind of area and half bar restaurant and I had my own private room there which was also cool and you would just meet people just walking back and forth Mm. Um, it was super easy to meet people like and the group that I have now that I'm hanging out with they're actually all digital nomads oh wow yeah they're all digital nomads they're all there for like a month or more yeah and it's pretty chill
3: like I
0: yeah I know I I like it yeah like I tend to stay at apartments which um you know there's no social space um and I hear from other uh nomads they stay at hostels and it's great for meeting people yeah um you have that common space right and people are more uh you know more likely to be traveling and willing to go out and socialize, right. but uh, condos—you know—it could be anyone, like local or, right. and they just want more privacy. So right. yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't really help on, on social life there.
1: <laughs> and when I've stayed at like Airbnbs and condos, it's yeah. generally been either I'm staying with someone mm-hmm. or I have like a social scene outside of that. That i can then come to so like say i'm staying so say, again in ho chi Minh.
3: yeah um I, I had a lot of friends who were just in ho chi Minh, mm-hmm. and so i didn't mind getting
1: an airbnb by myself yeah because you know i knew that my friends were always going to be doing something yeah if i wanted to be social i could be social i could still have my own space that's really ideal for me yeah um But I know, okay, so back to Tinder from a guy's perspective. Yeah,
0: yeah, you like this. Okay. I do, I really like this (laughs)
1: conversation. It's super interesting for me. Um, so do you find that a lot of the girls on Tinder are travelers? Are they locals?
0: Well, who are you trying to meet? Well, me, I, uh, uh, well, let's talk about Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, don't care. I uh, need me
2: some good dirt here. You got a lot of good info
0: on me. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't. I shouldn't be on Tinder. Um, Why not? Yeah, because uh, I'm actually dating someone in uh, Chiang Mai. So, okay, but uh, <laughs> whatever like, you want. You don't have to be on Tinder to <laughs> hook up with
1: people again the guy and girl's
0: perspective is different yeah but. um yeah but when, when a guy's on there we're, we're there to you know meet girls right right um and i, I think yeah it's, it's a mixture of uh foreigners and and locals on there but i think it, the mind the mindset of the, the local girls it's mm-hmm. just more conservative and penang is more of a it's like a tight-knit okay. uh family type of island. Okay. And it it's mostly Chinese. Okay. Yeah, and they're they're by nature quite conservative. Okay. Yeah. I think Thai people are more open, so maybe that has something to do with it.
1: So tell me about Andrew (laughs) 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 Is that is that what he's noticed? Is that what you're saying?
0: Um Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think he, well, he hasn't had much, uh, he's just been focusing on his, his work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we can talk about, uh, more juicy stuff offline. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to edit this out. <laughs> you can edit out a few of the
1: parts.
0: So what are your top tips for, uh, uh being a digital, a female <laughs> digital for My top tip to be a
1: female digital and how um <laughs> tmi
0: did you say i could
1: get tmi too much information oh TMI. That's
0: just maybe a list like what are your top three
1: top three
0: top three tips
1: i just mean like tampons are expensive as shit in super country in some countries
0: like uh. they're
1: really expensive it's like 10 us dollars for a box of tampons
0: it's how much are they expensive. back home they're
1: not that expensive back home they're like a few dollars back
0: home okay so you stock up no
1: because i travel with a tiny backpack so i mean i guess you could stock up but like something like the diva cup is like a female nomad's travel dream okay don't worry about it doesn't have to do with you some girls out there will start googling it and they'll know what's up um Number two is prepare to have more conservative clothing for certain countries that you're in. Mm. So, I mean, I love, you know, my ripped jean shorts. I'm actually wearing some right now, Mm. but you won't always feel comfortable wearing them. Yeah. And sometimes it's just best to, like, have clothing with you, too, that you can use to cover up if you do feel uncomfortable. Um, yeah. So that's another tip. It's also just a cultural thing too. It's just that in some cultures, it's seen as almost it, it's almost disrespectful of the culture to wear you know more Western provocative clothing. I might say provocative. I don't actually mean provocative. I just mean where your shoulders are not
0: covered up, uh, like revealing. A- Asian girls seem to have no problem with the the short shorts. <laughs> like, ridiculously yeah, but yeah it depends where you
1: are yeah and also if you're traveling alone yeah um sometimes you just don't want to attract that kind of attention to yourself yeah um, and again it's just in certain parts of where that will attract that attention back yeah. in you know in certain areas even while traveling or back home that clothing of the thing is just normal it's not attracting that attention but mm-hmm. from my experience i've yeah. found in some countries, shorts equals more stairs.
0: Yeah, so we're uh, long, long pants and long sleeves.
1: Just have them available. Just <laughs> yeah. have them available if you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Like I don't think that you should have to... I mean, you should be culturally sensitive though, that's the other thing. I think if you're in... So I was in Sumatra in Indonesia. Okay. Um, I was volunteering with elephants there for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And even as part of our volunteer handbook, Mm -hmm. we were told that like we had to only wear short sleeves with short sleeves or something past the knees okay so we weren't allowed to remember this girl who I was there with um, from Finland Mm -hmm. and she wore shorts and she forgot and she was like oh my god I forgot I'm so bad yeah Um, she felt really bad about it but it was like a cultural thing it was a respect thing it's a a Muslim area Mm -hmm. Um, and if you show up there and you're wearing a slinky dress that I don't think that's respecting
0: local customs and local cultures mm. so just be prepared yeah do a bit of research yeah and, yeah yeah be before prepared. you go
1: yeah um so i think was that two
0: yeah Two and a half.
1: Two and a half. <laughs> um i don't know i for three is just take care of yourself yeah be healthy but that's for everybody right i don't know if that's female specific just yeah take care of yourself yeah. be healthy, wear less makeup, maybe that's a number three tip, especially Whoa. if you're in a hot country, so it's going to melt off your face, oh, okay. so but you'll figure that out, the girls <laughs> out there will come here and they'll be like, no I can't wear my foundation and my contouring is going to shit, so I'm not going to do this anymore,
0: oh, okay um, yeah, I really don't think about these these things ever that's why I'm here <laughs> 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 Yeah. yeah but uh- I mean, people
1: will figure that out, that one the warehouse makeup thing I think mm. is pretty
0: self-explanatory and it just kind of comes yeah with the scene. yeah I guess my my top three for both genders would be to uh um choose work out of a core space if you're going to be yeah. at, at a location for at least two weeks or longer like right. at the end of the day you're just gonna be more productive like a cafe's so cafes to have coffee and and snacks I can't
1: work again.
0: Yeah, I tried out the 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 ones that were recommended on on the top blogs if you google yeah. ca- uh cafes work for in penang and and yeah. most of them don't have power outlets and like it's it's noisy okay. um, uh, second would be to yeah bring your international driver's <laughs> license come with some insurance it's like forty bucks for a year, so you're not very nice. <laughs> you're- it's official
1: very official it has a coffee stain on it too
0: mm. um geez this is hard so i'll just say know, right? <laughs> um try find a way to manage your money um i've just recently signed up for a PayNear, year prepaid mastercard okay so most of the platforms that i get paid in except paypal mm-hmm. Uh, pay, you know paypal has more expensive fees um right. but with this PayNear. year uh mastercard i can just use it as a, a card i can withdraw cash from it's okay. got lower fees I, I tried it out for the first time in penang mm-hmm. from the rhb bank and um yeah it was like a, a couple bucks to to withdraw 500 ringgit. Um, and then you can also use it as as a credit card cool. in thailand i opened up a local bank account with bangkok bank and i use a service called transferwise okay. to transfer money uh, between uh, my bank of america and my thai bank okay. um, and a lot of my friends are using transferwise to transfer money back and forth at the lowest cost cool. made by the makers of skype
1: right on go skype
0: yeah um, um
1: one thing actually so i got an amazon uh, visa card before coming because the they don't charge a fee for currency conversion. Okay. So what a lot of people don't know is if you have, say, a Canadian or an American credit card, yeah. um, and I know Americans have a really good selection of credit cards, way better than we do, but there is actually a fee that they'll charge for like if you buy something in bot or if you buy something in
3: ringgits, yeah.
1: you'll lose some money in the transfer.
3: Yeah, I hate but that. I have one from
0: Amazon mm-hmm. that doesn't have those fees. Okay. So that was pretty good cool so you use your Amazon credit card
1: Amazon Visa card and then I bank with TD mm-hmm. they offer a bank account where you just need like a limit a certain balance in it and you have mm-hmm. unlimited um, foreign transactions with no fees on their end so sometimes you'll still get the ATM fee but you won't get the foreign transaction fee
3: okay. so that's kind of how I've been managing it
1: but I've heard of there's I mean that option that you're talking about and I've talked to other people mm-hmm. um, who also have different Kind of things that they do.
0: It's yeah. Cool. A lot of people have different different ways yeah. of, of managing that. and
1: Depending on what country they're at too, like it'll depend.
0: Yeah. yeah. Another one is if you have a Mac computer, do the time machine backup. Um Ooh. if something ever happens to your operating system like yeah. or some some glitch or some update that's that's right. it. Um so have an external hard drive, mm-hmm. do the full backup that backs up everything. Um, yeah, that was, that's, that saved my, my butt.
1: How about taking pictures of all of your important documents?
0: Very important.
1: Cause I've had to use that. I mean, sometimes I've even just left my passport in my hotel room Mm -hmm. safe. And then I've gone out and wanted to do something that required a passport Mm -hmm. as some photo ID. And I'll just show a picture of my passport on
0: my phone. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's been pretty
0: handy. Yeah, and keep it on Dropbox or some cloud service. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's been pretty really handy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So we haven't talked much about digital marketing. Um, right? Can Running <laughs> 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 Can we take like a five-minute
1: breather? <laughs>
0: yeah, I think. Uh... Oh shit. Yeah. Let's. Uh... Yeah. Let, let's just. I, I think I got a. The room is booked until four, so. Oh okay. Um, yeah, it's a little. D- is there anything that you want to plug? We can always kind of go over a little bit.
1: Um, anything that I want to plug, I I guess so. I mean, I've been working on Elephant and Co.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Elephant and Co. I think I mentioned it a little bit before, but it's a nonprofit website, registered nonprofit website. And we donate our proceeds to the International Elephant Foundation.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
1: very good um, cause. Very good cause. Elephants are super close to my heart. They're like my spirit animal. Um, I just, yeah. <laughs> I used to just bawl whenever I'd see elephant videos. So it's elephantand.co. Okay. And they sell our, all sorts of really cool like t shirts, little knickknacks for the house. Um, yeah. There's also room to get involved in like, creating content. Um, with social media, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I will soon be launching my own podcast called The Secrets of Cities. So stay tuned for that.
0: Ooh, gonna be on iTunes and all those. You know it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Coming at you hopefully in a week or two. It keeps getting a little bit delayed because um, I've been really busy with my day job. um, And by day job, I do freelance digital
3: marketing. Oh, okay. Um, So... I have about eight
0: clients, usually out of the States, yeah. some in Canada and now I have one in Spain as well. Okay.
1: Um, so that can keep me pretty busy. It goes up and down, when mm-hmm. it's down, then I'll have a bit more time for my own projects. When it's up, it'll kind of take over with deadlines. Okay. So I'll do like SEO, content marketing, mainly focus on HubSpot um, as my niche
0: okay so
1: yeah but secrets of cities come at you soon
0: okay Uh, what's what's your top uh online marketing tip my top so so broad
1: for who i know Uh,
0: for someone with like an online product um, that wants to get more traffic for someone with
1: an online product that wants to get more traffic Facebook ads. <laughs> I mean, Facebook ads are great. So you can get some really cheap
3: clicks that are really targeted. Yeah. But I, it's, it's too
0: broad. I need a I need a more specific question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give you a specific one. <laughs> uh, online course on let's say doing a video on the camera like this. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I just want to get more leads, more potential customers in the space. Mm-hmm. Um. I started experimenting with Facebook ads like okay. lookalike audiences and yeah. custom audiences is probably going to be you know over the heads of people listening but um, yeah I didn't have any success with that yeah. um, but you think Facebook ads are still the I mean good starting really, point
3: they're really cheap and I've
2: seen them work really well
1: um, in it for immediate traffic generation so my specialty um, is an inbound marketing, SEO,
3: content marketing? Yeah. Um, so I typically don't work on the paid side of things. Okay. But that is more of, I don't want to say it's a
0: long-term, it's, it is a long-term strategy. You can get really quick results. Yeah. But if you want more traffic now, then I think Facebook ads is a really cool way to go. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot about it from uh, Chiang Mai and also yeah. in Bali. And so I took the first step. It's quite easy to, actually no it's not they (laughs) you can set up a campaign and it'll just say rollback transaction or some stupid message and and the way to work around that is just recreate it but yeah i think it's a good way to spend you know a small amount just experiment to see what works
1: yeah it's easy in the sense that um, all the information you need is readily accessible but it's some it's one of those things like anything that you can do it at this level or you can do it at Mm-hmm. but i think that even if you're at this level you can see a lot of good results from it out.
0: great mm-hmm. uh, How how else can people find you you've left your the elephant site yeah. your future podcast, I podcast coming at you
1: soon. okay i have an instagram um nomadic maya so i'm super bad at posting to it but uh I'm there, I answer questions, I talk to people, share my travels on the Instagram account. And that's kind of my travel kind of one. And then on Twitter is kind of more business for me. Okay. Um, that's at Maya Nick. So we can leave that in there and yeah.
0: Great. Pretty good. Awesome. Well, thanks for the interview, Maya. and no uh, Thank yeah. you for
1: having me and for a lovely chat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, hopefully you can um, we can encourage more female digital nomads to uh, start the journey and maybe avoid catcalling let's take that bathroom (laughs) break